0: I'm Kaylin, and I'm Logan, and this is Bones, a true crime podcast. The case we have for you this week is the missing woman, Christine Seal. This is another listener suggestion and a case from Missouri.
1: If you want to see pictures related to this week's case, you can follow us on Instagram at Bones, a true crime pod, or find us on Facebook on our page, Bones, a true crime podcast, if you have any questions or case suggestions, you can email us at bonesatruecrimepodcasts at gmail.com. Subscribing to our episode and leaving positive reviews are one of the best ways you can help support our podcast. It doesn't cost you anything and it massively helps us. We appreciate you all so much. Now let's dive in.
0: So I'm going to start by giving you a little information about Christine's life growing up, beginning with her parents. Doyle and Trudy Nickel were married in 1947. Doyle was a master sergeant in the army when he met Trudy. Trudy was staying with family in Vienna because she had been displaced from her home from the Czech Republic due to World War II. Christiane was born to her parents Doyle and Trudy Nickel on October 2nd in 1949. Two years later, Christine's younger brother, Bruce, joined the family and completed them as he was the last child. The Nickel family moved around a lot until Doyle retired from the military. When he retired, the family settled in Cassville, Missouri. Christine graduated from Cassville in 1967, and that's also where she met her husband, Lynn. The two were married in 1968 and they had their son in 1969. So even though her life was pretty short, just from what we know, she did a lot and she had seen a lot traveling with her father and she had already been married and started a family. On June 18th, Christine celebrated Father's Day with her parents. Christine, Lynn and David actually went to the lake to visit with her family. They spent their time on the boat and then had dinner with the Nichols. Christine and her family were going to visit her brother Bruce, and then they would head to Lynn's parents to finish off the night, so they had a very busy day planned. As a mother, I feel like holidays are literally insane, like Father's Day, Mother's Day, um, Christmas, everything, fitting everything in. I feel like they did a really good job of getting everybody in on one day because it's not always that simple. On June 19th in 1972, Christine Seal vanished from her home where she lived with her husband, Lynn, and their two-year-old son, David. Christine was just 22 years old at the time of her disappearance, so she was so young. She had her cosmetology license and worked at a beauty shop in Monette, Missouri called Dwayne's. Christine had brown hair, blue eyes, and was pretty tall for a girl. Christine was 5'8 and she weighed 150 pounds. The Seal family had just The Seal family was just starting out. They were young and money was tight. They were living in a trailer house on the family farm to try and cut expenses. Lynn Seal worked on his family's dairy farm in Verona, Missouri. So all of these towns are really close together. For maybe any listeners we have that aren't local, um, so it's not really like they had a long commute anywhere. But Lynn left. But Lynn would leave for work around eight a.m. the morning that Christine disappeared. When Lynn left the house, both Christine and David were still asleep in bed. And at nine thirty, the local mailman came by the house, and Christine's toddler David was crying at the door. And the postal worker assumed he was just crying to go outside, but this is pretty important as far as the timestamp stamp goes. Um, at 8, David was fast asleep with Christine. At 9.30, just an hour and a half later, he was standing at the door crying. So less than two hours after Lynn left the house initially, at 9.45, 15 minutes after the mailman, Lynn returned to the family home to grab his motorcycle Lynn was going to use his motorcycle to round up some of the animals on the farm, but that ended up being the last thing he would worry about on that early summer day. When Lynn arrived, David was found crying in the kitchen, but Christine was missing. Christine's vehicle and purse were both at the residence, so either she left on foot or someone picked her up. Neither option really seemed like it was even an option. Like, it, neither option seemed very likely to Lynn, He didn't think that she would have done either thing, so he decided, but he did decide to go ahead and call her parents just to see if they knew what was going on or if perhaps they had picked her up. Unfortunately, they had not heard from their daughter and were immediately alarmed. Christine's parents were confident she would not have left her son David, so it wasn't a case of her just walking away from her life. Lynn called the police department to defend, to file a missing persons report shortly after his call to Christine's parents. Christine's parents came as soon as they received the call, but by the time they got there, several other people were already there and looking around. There were so many people contaminating the crime scene that fingerprints were just out of the question at that point.
1: Oh my gosh, so that totally sucks. And I feel like this happens often um just because and maybe it's not negligent some people don't realize it i understand you think someone is missing or you can't find them so you start searching for clues you call your friends and family members for help and support and they come over and then it's just contaminated even worse i don't think this was like intentional though so that's always good but it just sucks because That's just one piece of evidence that they can't necessarily sift. And I think in the
0: moment, you might just not be thinking about it. I'm sure that if I walked into your house and saw that you were missing, probably my first thought would be, she's here somewhere. So I would just look around, not realizing I was potentially contaminating a crime scene. This is a little different because there were several other people coming in and looking. I can also understand, too, though, they lived on a family farm, so... Probably like her extended family, her husband's family, they they probably just thought they would come over and see something maybe that Lynn was missing. Maybe he was worried and wasn't paying attention and missed something, but that wasn't the case. Um, Christine's mother, Trudy, didn't understand what was going on after Lynn had spoke to Doyle, but it was clear when she arrived at her daughter's home in Verona. Trudy knew right away something was
1: wrong and gave this quote, I saw when we got there that the child was there. The car was there, her purse was there, and that she wasn't there. Now there's something bad wrong. The only thing that Lynn actually
0: noticed was missing, aside from his wife, was the pajamas she was wearing and a light coat. Police brought dogs to track Christine's scent, but the trail ended in the driveway behind where her car was parked. So, likely... So it is likely that she left in a vehicle, whether on her own will or not, we don't know. 500 people assisted in the search for Christine. The police at the time believed that Christine ran off, so they spent two days at the residence before chalking it up to a runaway. They contaminated the scene by smoking and dropping their own cigarette butts on the ground. And they just chose not to really take the case seriously, which Christine's parents had a very hard time comprehending. This is one of those cases that... They say someone ran away and just choose not to investigate or look any further to it. And I'm sure that her age didn't help because she was only 22 years old. She had a family and was married. Maybe they just thought she didn't didn't want that life and responsibility anymore, but I don't believe that. A witness did see a nude woman fleeing a church and was pretty sure it was Christine, but they couldn't be positive. I don't know if anyone's going to hear Bridger in here, congested. (laughs) Sorry about that, mom duty. The Nichols had a strained relationship with the police department, but it just got worse when they found out that Christine's case file had been lost. Since these unfortunate events had taken place, a new chief of police and sheriff deputy have taken, new, have taken a new interest in the case. They're working on rebuilding the relationship and the trust with the family that was obviously broken. While Christine's parents aren't thrilled with how the case has been handled, they're willing to do anything to find their daughter and they're just going to cooperate the best they can. Two years after Christine's disappearance, Lynn actually divorced her legally and remarried. Lynn's new wife adopted David and the family moved to Georgia. Lynn and his new wife added two more kids to their family 7 years after Christine dis- Christine's disappearance and she was legally declared 7 years after Christine's disappearance, she was legally declared dead.
1: Okay, so I feel like I find that a little odd. I don't like even after 2 years I just don't feel like that's very much time and she he's already remarried and now he's moving off. I don't know, everyone copes differently I guess, but do you know like there's I there was he ever a suspect like was he pressured by police? I don't know. This is that that part's just weird to me.
0: So, no, this whole thing is really weird. We don't know for sure if he was a suspect or not. It doesn't seem like he was just because um, I I don't remember her family making a deal out of it. I kind of think maybe she was speaking to somebody. Maybe she went outside to talk to them and then was abducted um, from her, like, thrown in their vehicle. So just abducted from her house. And I think it's weird that they didn't look any further into the naked woman fleeing a church. I don't understand that. And But just the fact that it, Lynn did remarry and do all of these things so quickly, I think that's what makes him seem most suspicious. Because, I mean, from the get-go, he did. He contacted her family as quickly as he could. Or so we think. I mean, if she did go missing in that time period that he was gone, then he contacted her family quickly and then got police involved. Unless he did do something. I mean, that's a theory. Maybe he did something to her the night before, after he left his parents' house. And maybe she had actually been missing since the night before. But there's not any
1: evidence to suggest that. So that that is really all that
0: we know. Christine's father Doyle died in 2019 at the age of 98. He never knew what happened to his daughter, but it significantly impacted his life. Doyle and his wife Trudy would volunteer at hospitals as a way to help others. Christine's son David has grown now with no memories of his mother, which is so sad. Bridger's two right now, Ridley's one, and... We obviously know what a big deal it is to be involved in their lives and just how important we are to them now, how much they love, like, mom rules the world at this age. We're the best ever. And he didn't even have a chance to outgrow that and, like, turn into a daddy's boy or anything because – and he kind of didn't have a choice, but he never got to experience that and have the memories with his mom, which is super sad. David is actually now a retired air traffic controller who works as a real estate agent. David explained that if there were any leads in the case of his mother's disappearance, that his father was always the first in line to help. Um, It's obviously, David's an adult now. He's retired from a job. It's really likely that if somebody was responsible for Christine's disappearance, that they could be dead by now. Or even just not remember. Like, they could be going through dementia or whatever. So it's really hard to fathom this. Unfortunately for Lynn, he has been dealing with side effects of a car accident the last few years. So he actually can't participate in helping with anything to do with his um, ex-wife's disappearance. I don't even know if I should call her an ex-wife because they could have still been married if it wasn't for her disappearance. Christine's mother and brother are both still advocating for Christine and have even offered a reward. They still want to find out what happened to their daughter and sister, and they want justice. If alive today, Christine would be 73 years old, but it just isn't really likely that's an option. So let's hear your thoughts, Logan.
1: Yeah. So this is an odd case, I feel like. And just the fact that the police didn't take it serious at all. There's no mention of any suspects. They didn't investigate that naked woman that was seen fleeing a church. I just, this is all too weird for me. I feel like if any of our listeners have heard of this case and no more information, like we would be so glad to hear it because this one has just really got me stumped. Like, I know we talk about like lack of evidence, you know, people not talking, you know, police corruption. I don't know. This one is just really off to me. Like, no one knows anything, no one suspects anything, like the husband hasn't made any theories the family hasn't made any theories or if they have I guess maybe it's just not been known maybe we couldn't find it but I don't know this this case just really bothers me for some reason um I feel like yes she they did living on a family farm so maybe there wasn't any eyewitnesses but like Um, So yeah, like I said before, I know I mentioned, like, was Lynn investigated? Was he questioned? I thought it was kind of weird that he moved on so quickly and remarried. But also to that, like, it was reported that David, their son, was left there in the home alone. I just feel like, obviously, he cares about his son. He moved on and had a life with his son. If he did something, I don't feel like he would just leave his son there and that's how it was reported i guess from the mailman well and i just i don't know
0: and we hear too that like david doesn't think that his father was involved like he's pretty i'm sure that a lot of people say oh like your dad did it like that's where your mind goes the spouse did it right a lot of um a lot of what was i about to say it looks really like that he doesn't believe his dad did it though i kind of wonder maybe his dad didn't do it but also what if his dad did and he's just denial that's his last parent that he has like the last one on earth so maybe he just wants to hang on to the fact that his dad didn't have anything to do with it. And he probably does just love him and want to be involved in his life. He probably doesn't want to think that his dad could have something to do with taking away his mother.
1: Well, and he was so young. He doesn't remember their relationship. He doesn't remember anything about that time. So of course you wouldn't think that your dad was involved because you don't, you don't already have that persona of how he was. With your mother or during her disappearance, you just know that he, you know, is a great dad to you. He's always advocated for her and for her disappearance. So I can see why, either way, I don't think that David would think his dad was involved.
0: I also think that if Lynn was doing anything suspicious or he was a suspect for any reason, that something would have been said. Like, I feel like they would make a bigger deal out of him. But there really isn't, nobody points directly to him. It's not like anyone really seems to have a theory. I kind of lean towards maybe, like maybe it was just a friend or an acquaintance, somebody that she knew and maybe she had an altercation with them outside. That's why maybe David was still in the house. Maybe that's why he was standing by the door crying to go outside because maybe that's where he last saw his
1: mother. Right. I mean, there's so many theories and possibilities here. Also, since we don't know a lot, I feel like you just think of everything. But like I said, if any of our listeners know anything and want to chime in, let us know on our Facebook, um, on Instagram, shoot us an email. Um, You can find us on Instagram at bones, a true crime pod on Facebook. Um, our website is Bones of True Crime Podcast, and you can email us at bones of true crime Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I think that's all for this week. It's kind of short and sweet, um, but we'll be back next week. And, and hopefully we'll we
0: In our Facebook group, we will have to have a discussion. If you follow us on Facebook or you like our page – but haven't already, go join our group and we can talk there about it. Um, Yes. There really was not much information to make an episode out of for this case, but I do want to start. A lot of our cases don't have a lot of information because we do try to stay local and there's just not a lot out there. So I think that this is something that we need to kind of start doing, maybe doing smaller episodes on cases of people who have not a lot of reporting or publicity, or maybe even combining um, several missing person cases um, to make a
1: full episode. So give us your thoughts on that too. Yes. We want to know you, your guys' feedback. Um, You guys are supporters, you're our listeners. Um, We want you to keep listening. So any suggestions you have, we are more than willing to hear.
0: Okay, I think we're good then. See you guys next week.
1: Bye. Bye.